of Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power of Authority Spotlight. This is Michelle Prince, your host. And on this podcast, we highlight people that are doing awesome things, that people that are making a difference. They're telling their stories and they're out there making a change in people's lives. And I can't wait to introduce you to our guest today. But first, this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing. Performance Publishing provides done-for-you publishing services for people that want to write a book. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Well, everyone has a story. So go to performancepublishinggroup.com. We're giving away free strategy calls just to, to see if this is even a fit for you. Do you have a story? And then what do you do with it? Again, go to performancepublishinggroup.com. All right, let me introduce you to my guest. I'm so excited to have Charlie Johnson on the show. She is a sophomore at Northern High School in Dunkirk, Maryland. She enjoys weightlifting, writing, and sailing. She has the goal of attending the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill to earn her education license. Charlie wrote her book, Shine Light on Mental Fights, in hopes of helping struggling teenagers relate to and learn about mental illness, which is becoming more prominent in today's society. You can check out her book on the website, strongmomstrongerdaughters.com. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy to have you. Okay, so I have to give a little backstory. You and I met when you were 12 years old. And now you're 15, going on 16. But you were 12 years old and you came to one of our bookbound workshops in Dallas and your mom Sherry Hilton brought you. And I, I just, I'm so excited that that she did because first of all, just to meet you, but but second of all, to to know more about your story and then your passion behind, you know, wanting to write a book. So it's so cool to see you here now, all this time later. You are a published author and you are encouraging, inspiring people through your story, which is incredible. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Let's let's talk about it. So when you came when you came to Bookbound, I know you were coming with your mom, and you know she was coming to da- Dallas. Was there any part of you that was thinking, I'm? Were you thinking you were coming to write a book, or were you thinking I'm just coming to be with my mom and to support her, and I'll I'll kind of check it out? Well, I didn't really come with the idea of writing a book or walking out with an idea for a book. When I went, I well, my mom suggested that I come just to get some like writing tips. She said it was a writing a writer's um meeting and she was going to work on her book and I wanted to be there to support her. And um I knew the idea behind her book or what she was making it about. And when I first showed up to Bookbound and you were talking about how everyone has a story and how everyone should have the opportunity to share it, I didn't I it kind of put doubt in my mind that I could publish a book because I was like, well, I'm only 12, almost 13. I don't have a story that anyone really needs to hear yet. And so how can I make a book when I don't really have anything I could write the book about? And so um, I wasn't really in the mindset of writing a book. I was more there just to learn about writing and maybe learn about the process of publishing a book if I ever did want to publish one. And then when we were working on the um, like web where we were building ideas, yeah, the mind map, um, 
to kind of just build ideas on what we could write a book about. I saw so many great ideas from everyone else there. I was like, well, let's try to think of something. And it doesn't really have to be about me. It can be about anything. And so I thought about what I really liked writing, which is poetry. Um, I write anything really, but poetry is kind of my strong suit, in my opinion. And I was like, well, the past spring in my English class, we had to write a poem about a um, controversial topic um, that's like circulating. And I chose body shame because it's a big issue that was happening at the time and is still happening. And I wrote the poem and I thought it was really well written. And so did my teacher and he printed it and had it sent to our local library and stuff. And I was like, well, maybe I can write other poems similar. So I built around the idea of poems about controversial topics and struggling issues that people struggle through. And then I kind of came up with the idea of having it based around mental illnesses because I'm a teen and I kind of understand what teens struggle through each day. And it's becoming more prominent today in society. I figured more people need to know that it's normal and it shouldn't be normal, but it's okay to feel certain things. And even if they don't feel them, my book, I would hope would help them feel or understand what it feels like to go through something like that so they can help surrounding peers or surrounding friends. And so that's kind of how I got the idea for my book. But I didn't really walk into the book bound thinking I was going to come out with a book, much less come out with such a like focused idea of what I wanted it to look like. Like I could literally picture the cover in my mind. And that was just crazy to me. I remember seriously, I mean, you you made such an impact on so many people there. And yes, because you were probably one of the youngest ones. But honestly, I think more to just your honesty and being authentic about your story, because frankly, every I know it's not even just teens, adults struggle with, you know, mental health issues, too. And just to be so honest about it. But I remember so many different people coming and talking to you and giving you notes. And and at one point, I think you did have the whole cover drawn out, didn't you? Like, weren't you um, sketching something or you were sketching some images to go in the book? Yeah, I would. Well, I draw a lot. So I was kind of sketching the whole time I was there. But once I kind of pictured what I wanted the cover to look like, I kind of sketched out like an outline of what I wanted it to look like because I could see it in my head and like I could envision exactly what I knew what I wanted it to look like. I just needed it to be put onto paper. And so I got like a little rough sketch of it. And then with the help of your team, we put my visioned idea on the paper. It's so beautiful too. And I love the title, you know, Shine Light on Mental Fights. Are there any, uh, what, do you have any poems in there that are some of your favorites or or that speak to you more than others? Um, So just looking in my book, well, there's 13 of them. There's body shame, eating disorders, depression, self-harm, drugs, anxiety, fake friends, social media, family, heartbreak one, heartbreak two, what is love, written in stone and your love. Um, Kind of towards the end, it was transitioning into more love poetry because um, there's not that many like standout mental illnesses that I could write about, write about personally, fully understanding. But um, out of these, um, body shame probably has to be one of my first ones because it's kind of like what started the idea of the book. And so that was really like a big poem for me. And that's why I put it first is because it kind of developed the whole idea for the book. And so it just holds a special place in my heart being the starter of this idea. And then I also, I I mean, I, I like all of them in a different way. 
And I feel like everyone needs to hear a certain one. So there's not really one that I favor over any of them because everyone takes a different different message out of each of them and everyone chooses which one they want to hear and which one they need to hear the most. So I feel like it's kind of whatever one sticks out to you when you read it. But um, I feel like all of them are very deeply written and have like a deep meaning behind them. Yeah. And I I really want everyone to get their hands on this book because we, you know, especially parents, I remember being a teenager, but that was a long time ago. Right. And we all go through different things, but I think as adults, we don't necessarily remember or understand all that you all are going through, you know, at this stage of life. And frankly, it's so different now. Your teenage years are so different than my teenage years or your mom's teenage years. You have social media, you have you know, bullying to a degree that, you know, maybe we had, but we, I don't remember it like that. And so what I love about the book though, is you're just really honest because if everyone else is really honest and, and other girls and, and and guys too, they're dealing with these things, right? Um, you know, it's funny you wrote that body shaming was one of your first ones. And I love that you picked that one because I don't think that gets talked about enough. Mm-hmm. It can be itty bitty skinny and have body shame issues, or you can be, uh, you know, overweight and have body shame issues. And it's just, it's so rampant, I think, in young girls, especially. Yeah. Um. When I was writing the poems, I kind of had the intent of making it relate to some people in many ways. So body shame, it's not just about like a bigger girl being body shamed or a skinnier girl. It's about anyone being body shamed. And it says it's like based around the idea of there being a perfect body and saying like what like the perfect body looks like a Barbie when it really doesn't. And it kind of like unnormalizes the idea of looking a certain way just for everyone else's approval when you can look any way and you don't need the approval of everyone. I mean, God made us all and and he he had had the opportunity to make us all look alike and he didn't. (laughs) So probably for good reason. So I really could not be more proud of you. And and I know I, I really sincerely, it's almost, you know, you're not my daughter, but I, I, I just want to hug you because I'm just so proud of you. And who else says at 12 years old that they're a published author? Not many people. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like my favorite part about it is like people can ask, what's something like when we go to school back in the fall and they're like, share three fun facts about yourself. I can say, well, I'm a published author. And then you get some looks from your teachers and they're like, you wrote a book? And I'm like, yeah, at 12. And they're like, everyone's just so amazed by the fact that that I did that. And it just makes me feel like proud of myself that I can say that I wrote a book. You should feel very, very proud. And I think now more than ever, your your mom's uh, book of Strong Mom, Stronger Daughters, just emphasizes that. Yes, she is a strong mom, but look at you even stronger going forward at you know such a young age. So I'm just so excited for you. Um, but this isn't where it stops. A lot of people write one book and they're done, you know, and, 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 and to write one book is a huge milestone, but you were working on a second book, right? Oh, can we talk about that? Can you tell us about it? Yeah, of course. So I've, really sit out like almost the whole idea of the second book. I've been working on it for a few months and it kind of started in the middle when I was writing the first one because I saw the transition in my first book of going from like mental health poems to kind of love poetry. 
And that's because I write so much. And most of the time when I write, it's to get my feelings down on paper. So some of them are really personal to me. But um, it's more of like, it's like personal and (laughs) I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of my feelings on paper. And I like to write a lot. And so when I saw that transition between like mental health and love poetry and love poetry more into like heartbreak poetry, I'm like, I think I can build an idea off of that since it's like a whole different concept than mental health. So I included some in my first book, but then I just continued to write even after the first one was published. And I saw a lot more um, love related poetry. So I created the idea for the second book, which will be called Our Love to Ashes, Gone with the Wind. And that's a snippet from one of my poems that I wrote. And I kind of reworded it a little bit, but I liked the like idea behind it, our love to ashes, which is like saying that it's gone, gone with the wind, and it's out of sight, out of sight, out of mind. And so in my second book, I've written about 34 poems so far, um, a hundred and some pages. And each poem, it starts out with like, love poetry and transitions into the middle with which is like heartbreak poetry and then the end is self-love poetry so you go through the stages of it's kind of the stage of going through a relationship and a breakup you start out and it's love poetry and then you get heartbroken and it's like you're questioning if you went wrong or if they went wrong and it's poems like about every feeling you could feel during that stage and then the end is more self-love poetry when you realize that it's not about having another person to love, but more of loving yourself first. And so I kind of like the idea of that. And it goes back to the mental health book because mentally you need to love yourself before you can love someone else. And so I like the idea behind that one too, because it still relates to teens and adults at these age, this age, because it helps them understand what teens go through and it helps them understand themselves more because we all go through love and heartbreak in some sort of way and so I feel like everyone could take something from that book and another cool thing I did with that book is after each poem I picked out an obscure word that I found off of the internet so they're they're really obscure words like phobias that you may have never heard of and they each have a deep meaning behind them so it could be like one of them is a word that many people know, but lust, which is like um, love, but not, but it's sexualized love. Like it's not deep love. And that I put for each poem, I chose an obscure word that kind of related to it. So I can't think of many off the top of my head because they're obscure words, but um, it's words that relate to like what it feels like to cry or crying And it's words that you may have never heard, but you can, the meaning behind them, you're like, wow, I really feel that. And I didn't know there was a word for it. And so there's, since there's 34 poems, there's 34 words that go with each poem. Wow. You are, you truly are wise beyond your years and you're so articulate and so well-spoken. And I, I can't wait to see the second book. I love the first book, so I can't wait to see the second. So you'll have to definitely keep me posted on everything. Okay. So beyond the second book, what else is in your future? Where where do you see yourself and as it relates to writing or sharing or you know, you're inspiring people and I promise you don't even know it to to the level that you are, but what else is in your future? Well, um I'm not really sure what 
is in my future for writing. I know I want to continue doing it, and I don't know if that consists of writing books or just writing poetry for fun or what I want to do with that. But I know I want to keep writing because writing is one of my favorite things to do. But on the other hand of just writing, I know that I want to own a daycare facility and pursue education um, because I've been working at a daycare for about a year now, and I just love my job. And I know that I want to be an educator, but I want to do elementary education. So that's what I really want to do as a job in the future. But on the writing prospect of it, um, I'm not sure yet. And, And I guess we'll just see where that goes. But so far, I've been doing more essay writing and personal narrative writing. So building more off of the idea of poetry. And sometimes I just love the idea of writing because it can be whatever you want it to be. You can, oh, there's always so many techniques you can use. And I just love trying new creative ways to write because it's fun. It is so much fun. I love to write too. I love to journal and who knows, maybe with your education uh, degree and, and studies, you're going to help younger people to to get the courage to write like you did at 12 years old, whereas most adults are afraid to, to go after and become an author and write a book and you did it so young. So maybe that's part of your your purpose is to help other young people to do the same. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, we're going to be wrapping up. I have one last question for you. So somebody, imagine somebody's listening. Who is that 11, 12 year old young woman who, or young you know, girl who is struggling, right? Maybe secretly um, dealing with different things and doesn't even know that anybody sees the real her or understands her. What would you say to that girl? or that person? Well, I would say that you're not alone. And most people don't realize it. I mean, I go to high school and I, so I see it every day. I see all of my generation and everyone has a struggle. And even if they don't show it on the outside, everyone has something that they're dealing with and not many people talk about it. And if they do, not everybody opens up fully, even when it comes to it. And so I feel like just having someone to talk to or even writing it down. Like I found my outlet in writing, but everyone has different outlets. It could be music or sports or weightlifting or anything really. And if you just find an outlet that you can use to just help yourself, you can realize that you're not alone in doing this. And just also surrounding yourself with the right people because when I was writing this book, I had some people that were really supportive and they encouraged me the entire time I was writing. And then some people that were doubtful and they were like, you can't write a book. You're only 12 years old or you don't you don't even know what you're talking about. You're 12 years old. How much could you have to say to everyone else? And just putting yourself in the position of having positive people in your life because you can do whatever you want to do. And it's if you think that you can do it and you put your mind to doing it, then that's your choice to do it. It's not anybody else's decision to tell you you can or can't because it's your passion. And my passion was found in writing. And I didn't let anyone stop me from saying that I couldn't publish a book because now I can say I published a book. Yes, you can. Well, perfectly said, Charlie. Thank you so much for being on the show. This has just been... It's been a lot of fun for me, and I cannot wait to see what you're going to do in the future. Thank you. I had so much fun talking on here. (laughs) All right, everybody, that's it for the show. But I have an ask for you. If you have enjoyed the Power of Authority Spotlight, 
um, and you've listened to different episodes, I have never done this on a show, but I'm going to do this. And I'm asking you to go buy Charlie's book. It truly is a great book full of incredible poems and stories. And, you know, there's somebody in your life that probably needs that little bit of an encouragement to know they're not alone. So you can buy her book directly on her mom's website. You'll see her mom's books as well, but it's Strong Mom, Stronger Daughters, Strong Mom, Stronger Daughters.com. And grab that book because, again, it will help somebody else, but also it will help Charlie. And then she's going to take those proceeds and write her second book. And I can't think of anything better that we can all support right now is is this generation and all the greatness they're going to do in this world. So thanks, everyone, for listening. That's it for this episode. And we'll see you next time on the Power of Authority Spotlight. Bye, everybody. for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.